Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast hosted by me, Tony Liebert. You can follow me on Twitter, as always, at Tony Liebert, and Instagram and TikTok at Tony underscore Liebert. That is T-O-N-Y-L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, we will be breaking down the Gophers Week 9 matchup with Michigan State at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, October 28th at Huntington Bank Stadium, broadcasted live on the Big Ten Network. All right, so right off the bat, Minnesota is favored by seven points in this game, and the over-under is 40.5 points. So it screams uh, letdown potential for the Gophers. Uh, Michigan State has gone through a really, really bad stretch um, since Mel Tucker was let go. They lost to Washington 7-41, lost to Maryland 9-31, Lost to Iowa 16-26, Rutgers 24-27, a blown lead at the end of the game, and just got blown out 49-0 at home to their biggest rivals, the Michigan Wolverines. So, you see that. You see the Gophers just beat Iowa, two teams trending in very different directions. But Michigan State is still a Big Ten program that has recruited fairly well the past few seasons. So, they still have a lot of talented players. Therefore, this is definitely not a game the Gophers should overlook, especially the way they've looked against inferior opponents this season, such as Louisiana or Eastern Michigan, and we all know Northwestern. So this is a really interesting game, though, because Michigan State is in a very interesting spot as a program. Um, I, well, I guess I won't talk too much on Mel Tucker, but we all know um, he broke onto the scene in 2021, going 11-2, and led by Kenneth Walker III, Jaden Reed, Peyton Thorne, Keon Coleman, a very talented team. And he did very well in the transfer portal that offseason, so everyone's like, ooh, this new head coach relates to the players very well. New era Michigan State football. So they, they shell out this massive contract, 10-year, $95 million deal, I think, at the moment. It was the second biggest in the country, second or third biggest. I think heading into this year, he was top five in the country for uh, annual salary for head coaches. And last season, stuff did not go as well for Mel Tucker. They went five and seven, looked lost in a lot of games, missed a bowl game, started the year up ranked, very underwhelming season. And now, heading into this year, a lot of people had the same questions. They're like, well, what is Mel Tucker? Was uh, 2021 a flash in the pan? Was Kenneth Walker the only reason they won all those games? Blah, blah, blah. His seat was getting a little warm. Um, people were like, what's going to happen? He has this massive contract. You can't just fire him, all this stuff. And a lot of questions heading into the year. And then their starting quarterback, Peyton Thorne, transfers late in the window to Auburn. People are like, oh, what's going to happen there? And then their best player on their team, Keon Coleman, transfers late to Florida State. We all, we've all we all seen he's one of the best wide receivers in the country. So, boom, they lose two players right there. And then everyone goes, oh, uh, what's going to happen to this team? Um, Who's the quarterback? Uh, what do they have? Um, A lot of question marks. And 
I mean, you're, a lot of people are like, man, Northwestern's going to struggle, um, but maybe Michigan State isn't going to be that much better. And haven't been. And Northwestern obviously has one more conference win than them. But now, at this point of the season, Michigan State is two and five. They have lost all four of their conference games, got blown out of the water by Washington. Mel Tucker is gone. He was let go in week after the week two game, obviously, because of his sexual misconduct scandal. Um, just a crazy story to begin with. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to speak on what or what didn't happen, but the idea of him doing something to jeopardize his career and then getting fired while all these questions arise of, are you going to get your whole $85 million? What's your buyout number? All this stuff. And then boom, school just gets to cut ties, move on. Obviously the school doesn't want to have a massive scandal like that above their program, but now they have the freedom and 70 extra million dollars to go get whatever head coach they want. So it's a very interesting situation. Uh, discussion for a different day, but something that obviously is looming very large over their program. So Mel Tucker leaves, in comes interim head coach Harlan Barnett. Barnett um, was a former player for the program. He played in 1986 through 89. And he was the co-defensive coordinator from 2015 to 2017. So he'd been the defensive backs coach since Mel Tucker got to East Lansing. So the promotion made sense. Um, former head coach Mark D'Antonio has also been rumored to be around the program. But Harlan Barnett is the co, or he's the interim head coach. Um, so it, it's a it's an inter- interesting time because. If you look at their roster, Peyton Thorne, gone. Keon Coleman, gone. Who's going to replace him? Uh, originally, it was Noah Kim, their quarterback, who uh, was highly touted within Michigan State fans. They're like, ooh, look out for this Noah Kim. I didn't really buy it. He wasn't a highly touted recruit, all this stuff. I, I still had a lot of questions. A uh, major reason why I was very low on Michigan State ending into this year. But... um. So Noah Kim started out the season pretty well. They they look good against Central Michigan and Richmond, two teams that um anyone knows aren't aren't world beaters. But then uh, Kim struggled mightily against Maryland, Washington, and Iowa, and the Spartans decided to make a change. They brought in um excuse me, they brought in uh Hauser. Peyton Hauser, I was blanking on his first name. I'm sorry. Peyton Hauser, four-star recruit in high school, stepped in for him. Hasn't been much better. Obviously, they didn't score against uh, Michigan, but their the Rutgers game was probably their best game against a major since Mel Tucker got fired. They were leading for most of that game and blew a lead at the end, something that isn't expected with an interim head coach, but it's not shocking when you have that. You don't have that program identity, but yeah. So they're now led by by Caton, weird name, Caton Hauser, very modern quarterback uh, name, but that's besides the points. And Hauser, he Hauser has a high ceiling. He's an interesting position for this team. 
lot of people don't think Noah Kim will probably play again because there also is a uh, very talented quarterback behind him. So um, it's likely all we've seen of Noah Kim, which is very interesting because he was highly touted, at least for a little bit. And then people were like, well, he's not very good at football. So now um, on the rest of their team, their running backs, name familiar to some Gophers fans, Jalen Berger, who was at one point supposed to be the next guy at Wisconsin, got dismissed from that program, transferred to Michigan State. He's kind of been their number two guy for a while now. And their number one guy, Nathan Carter, is probably one of their better players on their whole team, uh, leading them in rushing. And then you got um, Cal Halliday, cool name, linebacker, leading them in tackles. Uh, Angelo Gross is probably their best player, cornerback, uh, highest potential to play in the NFL. You got uh, Nick Samach, Samich, Samich. Not going to pretend like I know how to pronounce that name. Um, but he is a center, probably their best offensive lineman. And they got Trey Mosley at wide receiver, who would probably be the fourth best wide receiver on the Gophers, but he is the best one on Michigan State. So you break all this down. Michigan State stinks. Um, their run defense is pretty good, though. Their run defense is 31st best in the country. So that makes this an interesting game for the Gophers because. They are allowing 115.6 rushing yards per game. And we all know this Gophers offense relies on the run. They're going to run the football, and they're going to run it even more. They're going to keep running it. So are they going to be able to run against this Michigan State front? Uh, that's the question. So when you break this game down, I, the reason I don't think the Gophers will struggle is I would be shocked if this game is played outside of the 20s. It will be in the 20s. and. I'd be shocked if the winner scored more than 30, but the Gophers' offense has shown flashes, and Michigan State's offense really has not. Um, they had that one game against Rutgers, I'll give them that, but they scored 7-9, 16, 24, and 0. And Minnesota's defense now has a lot of confidence coming at, after last week, so I don't think Michigan State is going to have much success moving the ball. So I see this game being very gross, to be honest with you. It would be very good if the Gophers blew them out, get some confidence going into the Illinois game, which will likely be a tougher test. But I unfortunately do not foresee that happening. Um, Michigan State, like I said, has a lot of talent on the defensive end. Their linebacking room is probably one of the better ones in the conference. Um, definitely better than the Gophers, but or at least talent-wise. Uh, so... They, they have an interesting defense, so that's why I think this game will be close. But I think the Gophers will be fine, and I, I think they squeak by in a in a gross 20-10 to 10 affair. So, before we move on from this episode, I wanted to talk kind of a little, little Big Ten West. The Gophers right now are... Two and two in the conference. I was three and two. Wisconsin three and one. Nebraska two and two. Realistically, in the Big Ten West, you never know. Don't want to count anyone out, but it's realistically a four-man race here. Wisconsin is the favorite. Iowa short after, and then Minnesota and Nebraska are tied for third at plus six fifty betting odds. So, 
does Minnesota have a chance to win the Big Ten West? Let's say they get past Michigan State. You never want to look past Michigan State. I'm telling you right now, they shouldn't look past them in this game. The Gophers have such a high. They put all their effort into Iowa. I guarantee they were game planning for that Iowa game in the offseason, and they were doing stuff to beat Iowa since they put pads on for the 2023 season. So you finally beat Iowa. What are you going to do now? You got Michigan State. Michigan State's supposed to suck. The oh, seven-point line in this game makes me think it's kind of, you know, a sleepy spot. 2.30 kickoff, kind of better than the 11 a.m. kickoff. You can wake up a little bit more. I think that plays in the Gophers' favor. As much as kickoff time shouldn't impact the way you play, I, I think they do, especially in college with younger guys like this. But these are the games P.J. Fleck needs to wake his team up for. Uh, he woke his team up for the first half against Northwestern. Don't want to bring that back up, but it's time to do it again here. And so before I get into the Big Ten West, can't look, look over Michigan State. I don't really have much more to say about Michigan State. You know, they're not a great football team. They're not much worse than Louisiana or Eastern Michigan. I think Louisiana and Eastern Michigan would both be competitive against this Michigan State team right now. I think Northwestern would be competitive against this Michigan State team. So um, I, I don't think Michigan State's a great team. I don't think they're the worst team the Gophers have played. They are kind of all lumped together with those four teams, other three teams, and three of which the Gophers did not blow out. I see this game kind of being a little like the Nebraska game. I see the Gophers maybe having one or two bad defensive drives, and it's all about if Michigan State takes advantage of that. But I feel like it's going to be kind of one of those games that it doesn't seem close, but it's close for the whole game. So... I think the Gophers will win, and I'm not too worried in this, but P.J. Fleck, and he, he knows how to get you worried about games that you're not supposed to be worried about. So all I'm saying is I'd advise Gophers fans to have some cautious optimism heading into this game. So I guess moving on from that and going into the Big Ten West, like I said, we laid the scene what the standings look like. Technically, Minnesota controls their own destiny. If they finish the season 9-3, and three, they are playing in the Big Ten Championship game. But Minnesota plays Ohio State, obviously. So, let's hypothetically chalk that up as a loss. So, the Gophers would need to win their four other games. So, let's go. say they go 8-4. and four. Then, let's say Iowa wins the rest of their games. Iowa would go to the Big Ten Championship because they would only have two Big Ten losses and Minnesota would have three. Minnesota would be... There's five games left, so they would be six and three in the conference and Iowa would be seven and two. So Iowa would go through. And we obviously haven't mentioned Wisconsin, but that's saying the Gophers also beat Wisconsin. So, Wisconsin plays Ohio State this week. So, I think it's fair, let's say, Ohio State wins that game. And the Gophers and Wisconsin, if Michigan State, if Gophers win this week, Wisconsin loses. They're at the same level right now. So, and then Iowa is, there's technically a three-way tie for first at that point. 
Minnesota beat Iowa. Wisconsin also beat Iowa. Or no, Iowa beat Wisconsin. Minnesota beat Iowa. So three-way tie for first place, essentially. Iowa has the easiest remaining schedule. Minnesota plays Wisconsin. So basically, I'm not to confuse everyone. What the go what the Gophers need to happen is Iowa to lose to Nebraska, essentially. I think that's going to be their toughest game. We spoke about it before the Nebraska game in week one. They're a team that's only going to get better, and they have only gotten better. I th- think they, they will break their bowl game streak this year. But Minnesota's going to need them to beat uh, Iowa. But the, Nebraska is a team. They're a dark horse team in this whole race because they're in favor this week against Purdue. They'll probably be favored next week against Michigan State. Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa are three games that are they won't be favored in, but they're not three games that they can win. So they're they're as much as a dark horse in this as the Gophers are, making it a very interesting race. I obviously don't favor them as much because um of their new factor. Um, and they don't have as much experience as the other three teams, but you could argue they have their the best quarterback, which is horrible. Uh, seeing how bad Jeff Sims started out this season. But, and Jeff Sims isn't even playing. Wow. I'd take that back. I haven't watched Nebraska in a while. Wow. They're playing Heinrich Harburg. Heck, geez. What the heck do I know about the Big Ten West? But maybe Heinrich Har- Harburg's the best quarterback in this division. So basically all I'm saying, the Gophers – when the games are supposed to win. They're going to be favored this week. They're going to be favored next week. They're going to be favored against Purdue. They're not going to be favored against Ohio State. And they'll probably be a point or two favored against Wisconsin at home last game of the year. So if they win all the games they're supposed to win and they let the chips fall where they may, you just need one Iowa loss. And we all know if P.J. Fleck beats Ohio State, man, that would be something else. So I never want to count that out, but um, it'll be interesting to watch. And like I said, got to get past Michigan State first. That's the only way you can start talking about the Big Ten West Championship. And I think the Gophers will get past them, but for the reasons of Michigan State's run defense, makes it a little bit interesting, but I think the Gophers just have more. And then They'll have enough to get by them. And They'll move to five and three on the season. As always, I appreciate everyone for listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.